Hello, this is Margarita Monet from Edge of Paradise, and you are listening to the Metal Pit Podcast. Welcome to the Metal Pit Podcast, where we delve deep into the albums and bands that shaped metal. Please visit us on our website at www.themetalpit.org, where you can find album reviews, interviews, and live show reviews, and much more. Also, follow us on our socials, Facebook and Instagram, at The Metal Pit. And our YouTube channel is youtube.com at the metal pit 666 for some videos. And we have one video album review even now too. And hopefully we'll have more in the future. I am your host Blake and I have with me two of my writers from the metal pit website tonight. I have Kenneth. How are you doing today, Kenneth? I'm good, sir. How about yourself? Just good or great or fine. <laughs> and we <laughs> have Jimmy. How are you doing, Jimmy? I'm doing awesome. This is fun. What a what a what a what a topic tonight. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And as I get my notes ready, sorry, I just screwed that up. Okay, this is our uh second episode of October and our second Halloween horror-related episode, since all our episodes in October are gonna be like horror Halloween related, unlike other albums that are also horror related. It's just that we're doing this in October. So there's no Def Leppard albums in October or so far ever on the site, but there might be one day. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so coming up after this episode, we will have uh, episodes on a Deicide album and we'll be finishing off the month of October with Halloween in the Keeper of the Seven Keys Part 1, as we've already did Keeper of the Seven Keys Part 2. And then on Halloween night, which is a Tuesday night, Instead of our usual Wednesday releases of podcasts on Halloween night, so on the Tuesday, we're going to release a special episode, which is going to be the top 50 metal albums of all time, as chosen by the writers at the Metal Pit, as I still have a few lists to get from people, and we're going to do that on our anniversary of the website, our third year anniversary, and that's what's happening on Halloween evening. Now, tonight's episode is a very Halloween horror-related album, but it's probably by a band not a lot of people know. Uh, and the band is called FKU. And I am going to, since I don't I know this album pretty good, but I don't really know a lot about the band. And Ken, who runs a horror slash heavy metal website himself, I thought. You can do the bio because you probably know them a lot better than me. So, Ken, you want to maybe talk about your website first and then maybe give a bio of this band? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I run Horror Metal Sounds. Uh, I've had this site up oh, since 2014. So that was not long after I had departed from the Metal Pit because I was one of the earlier writers on, on the site. Uh, we do cover horror. We cover metal. We cover, like, horror comic books. We cover everything that's related to the topic of horror and heavy metal um we are kind of going through a little bit of a design a design change on the site so we're just doing uh relaunching it i guess like the site is still here if you go to horrormetalsounds.com you can still find us up um but we are going through um a bit of a, a change on the site just to streamline a few things and give it a kind of a spiffy sort of new look which will be debuting uh closer to halloween 
Um, so that's that's what I do. Um, sorry, what else did you want me to mention? Oh, so so the bio. Of the now band, you can right? do the now you can do the bio of the band. Okay, so we're talking about Freddy Krueger's underwear. So I know <laughs> FKU, but this is what the band is based on. Um, they formed originally back in 1987, but they did quit in '88. Uh, so from there are two original band members from that first incarnation of the band. The band was revived in 1997, and at this time, uh, Pete Splat on bass and Pete Stool on guitar both sort of um, returned to the new lineup. And in this new lineup, we have on drums Unspeakable Imp, and of course, the great Lethal Larry on vocals. So the band has five albums to date. Um, the first album came out in 1997. Uh, of course, tonight we are talking about uh, the album from 2017, 1981. And of course, it's a very significant album only because of the fact that 1981 is the birth of the slasher film, where a lot of great slasher films uh, came out that year. And we're going to be talking about that tonight. Um, I just wanted to, a quick mention, though, um, with with this band, Lethal Larry, who um, I love the I love the guy's title is, is known <laughs> to plume. Um, he's in another band also, which I've mentioned to Blake before, called Darkane, which is a mellow death thrash band uh, from Sweden. They've been around um, basically the same time as uh, uh, FKU. Um, a great band if you're into if you're into mellow death. Check out their first album, Rusted Angel, which came out the same year as um, Metal Moshing Mad for FKU. So it's just a little, so he's in two different bands. It's kind of a fascinating fellow. Um, his real name is Lawrence uh, McRory, which is not really metal sounding at all. But <laughs> um, yeah, if you're interested in check, check, check that band out, Rusted Angel, their first album. Oh my God, it's killer, killer, killer album. Um, yeah, so they've been around since uh, since like 1997, and yeah, that's that's the band in a nutshell. Okay, that's good. Now, since you just did a lot of talking, I'm going to usually I ask when everybody first heard the group, but I'm going to go first this time, which I don't think I ever do. <laughs> <laughs> so I first heard about this band was I bought the horror movie magazine from Canada called Rue Morgue magazine, which is I don't know, it's my well, it's the only horror magazine that I ever buy, I think, in years. I know there's other good ones, but it's, so it's a pretty good one. And they always have album reviews in it. And so the last album reviews are always the heavy metal albums. And of course, they're always horror related. And that's so that's where I discovered this album because I saw it in there. They whatever. I don't remember. They gave it four out of five skulls or whatever the hell it is they do. <laughs> but I thought, oh, I'm going to check this out to see if I like it. And I played it and I loved it. And and I still listen to it regularly. Now, I did listen to their other, well, I I briefly listened to two of their other albums, probably their more, the most recent ones, but I just didn't get into them as much as I did this album. I don't know, maybe just the horror movie titles that we get in this one made me like it better. I don't know, but maybe I just didn't give time to the other ones, so I'll have to check them out sometime. Now, well, Ken, when did you first hear them then? Uh, actually, back in 1997, um, is when I first heard them. So they, they did get some coverage back in Fangoria magazine. And I used to be a writer with Fangoria. So um, that's where I first heard them. So I've been following them basically from the beginning. Um, and that's how I know about Darkane, because that's the other band that he fronts. 
So I've actually been following the careers of both bands uh, really from the, from the start. And Jimmy, how many years ago did you first discover this band? <laughs> well, I think I'm out of the three of us. I'm definitely an FKU virgin. <laughs> so, you know, I got to admit, uh, three days ago, I listened to uh, this this uh, album. I have listened to one other album, but this album's really, really cool. And I mean, it blew. You know, the, I've listened to it three times in the last three days, and it's. Uh, I'm definitely. I've put it on my. I'm going to buy it. I'm buying it on CD. It's that good, uh, but it's pretty cool. So I've only listened to it for three days. So I'm sort of that virgin on prom night here in 1981, uh, you know, uh, slasher movies. It, it, it's great. I mean, it's right up my alley for sure. But I got to admit, I, I'm kind of embarrassed. I never knew about them. And to hear it, I was like, wow, how the hell have I missed this? But just never came across it in my, uh, in, you know, in my archival life of heavy metal. So uh, anyways, but I, it's awesome to be here because... Uh, I love learning new stuff like this and, and listening to new stuff. It, it's it's awesome. Yes, we thought I thought we would try something a little different since we're not doing like a classic band like Black Sabbath or Iron Maiden or Metallica. We're doing something a little obscure here for Halloween. And so I asked Jim, have you ever heard of this band before? And he said, no. And I said, okay, well, don't listen to them or don't read anything about them until right before the podcast. <laughs> so we can get some of his initial thoughts on something he knew nothing about. Nice. And that was hard, Blake. That was hard because I'm sitting there going like, he's dangling a band name in front of me and I didn't even check it out, I swear. And I'm sitting there going like, I got to check this out, but I I just wouldn't. I could hear Blake in the background going, no. So anyway. <laughs> well, I didn't even realize this Freddy Krueger's underwear thing or I would have told you that was the band name. Then you couldn't find them anyway. Well, I guess you might have found them if you put it on Google, but whatever. Okay, so we're going to get to the album here. And the first song, oh, actually, I was going to say something about the album cover. What do you guys think of the album cover? I don't think we usually talk about the album cover, do we? But I like the album cover. So what do you guys think of the album cover? I like the album cover. It, it very much fits the theme of like, um, you know, by using a VHS tape, which was, you know, the big thing back in the 80s for all us old, older dudes. Um, so, yeah, I like the album cover. I think it's a nice little touch to, um, you know, the VHS era of horror. Because 1981 is a big year for VHS tapes. So, um, yeah, I think it's a great cover. And Jim, yeah. do you have any comments? Oh, it looks straight out of a, like, it looks like an amalgamation of every kind of horror slasher flick that, you know, used to walk into the video store <laughs> and uh, they'd have the horror section off to the side <laughs> there and, I know me and my friends would always look at the most kind of brutalized one. And, uh, and it's funny because I, when I was research like yesterday, when I was researching this album and then some of the names of the songs, I came across an article on like 2020 or something that was from like 1984, 1983. And it was how slasher films are changing and just, you know, disrupting our youth's mind and stuff. And it was really cool. And some of these were on there and I was like, I think I just kind of cross-referenced them by accident. But I watched the little article of the old news article. It was pretty cool. But yeah, the cover just says it all right there. I mean, there's, and, and you know what? I, I hear there's kind of a resurgence and maybe you guys can speak of it, but I think like people are searching out, trying to find VHS players and yeah. are getting into rebuying VHS. Yeah, there's collectors. Yeah, there are a lot of collectors. Yeah. 
if you go on Facebook, there's a group here, uh, the Canadian Horror Collective, where they basically a lot of people buy uh, VHS tapes. So yeah, there's a there there's it's never stopped people, but there's a a large contingent of people buying uh, VHS tapes for old horror movies. Cool. I like on the cover how it's got that circle and it says "Please rewind" like it used to have when you rented <laughs> your VHS tapes, and even at the bottom it says an original soundtrack. So it yeah, it looks like it could definitely be a movie cover for a movie Absolutely. from 1981 for sure. Absolutely. Okay, so now we'll get to the songs. And now I'm going to say one thing here before we start is I, I ragged on the Slayer album Rain and Blood because the songs are so short. So I'm going to be a hypocrite here because we got a lot of fucking short songs. <laughs> but I like these ones. But anyway, so the first song is the title track 1981. And I'm going to let Jim talk about this song first. No, sorry, Ken. I wanted Ken to talk about it first. All right. Perfect. So 1981, the song itself is just basically their ode to the slasher film so um it's yeah it just basically sums up the idea of what came out in 81 for horror films um so yeah it's a it's a it's a ripper it, it starts roaring at the gate for me um you know the lyrics are basically about slashing knives people getting cut killed slash it's it's got it all in the song to start us off and it, and it's it's a great pacer for me for the, the, to open the album and Jim, now, now remember, I told you to write down your initial thoughts when you first listened to it. So what did you think when you first started this song, being not knowing anything about the group? Well, I, obviously, I, I listened to it on like, uh, like on a streaming service. So I was able to listen to it and see the lyrics at the same time. So the mm -hmm. first thing is I loved like I love the music, the musicianship of it is wicked. I mean, it's it gave me the first thing I thought of was an anthraxy DRI mix thrash sound i love it with a little bit of a punk vibe but you know i gotta be honest some of the lyrics in here are just gold i mean you know watching <laughs> horny teens meet at an early grave we're gonna yeah. go back to the early age of, of, of slashers it's time to capture the feeling we all crave i mean this is what it's all about you know back then renting these movies and then taking them home with your friends and, and watching just the kind of, you know, there's another part in here watching the bodies pile up. I mean, this is just gold. I love it. And, uh, you know, it, it's from a, I, I think it was definitely from an era that, you know, us being a little bit older, uh, loved it. You know, we, we saw the, you know, the VHS, the VCR, Betamax all come in together and we had that whole you know that whole not even before Blockbuster when you went to the local video store and could get all these these awesome classics that were just slasher kind of b-movies and that song just tells me it tells the story of that and it's really really cool and reading the lyrics it, it's it's 100% right so you know I love it <laughs> yeah. I like the young the the line young horny teens versus really sharp knives. That's good. Yes. Yep. <laughs> now this song I will mention this is the longest song in the album. This really drags on. This is three and a half minutes long. <laughs> so yeah, this is definitely drags on that song. But anyway, then we go to track number two, which is do we have this right? Yes, nightmares in a damaged brain. Uh, oh, I, I thought I didn't look this up. Okay, Jim, I'll let you talk first. Yeah, so I, I've seen the, the cover for this out for the actual movie. So and then, you know, it took me a while to realize that these were all actual movies that were released in 1981. So as Ken, Ken uh, explained 
earlier on, I didn't get that obviously right away as I only knew maybe a handful of these. So, uh, but no, it got me to go check out kind of some of the album covers. I remember some of them now that I've seen them and I've probably uh, seen some of the movies. So it's, it's pretty cool. But this, I mean, this is another great song. Um, I, I can't really speak. I don't remember the movie. So, but, you know, it's obviously... You know, it's it's uh, it's 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 somebody I think escaping from what I can see, and going on obviously a killing spree, and uh, obviously his name is George. So I mean, that's as far as I can figure out from the lyrics that I see. So <laughs> now I couldn't even find. I looked on imdb.com for the first time or any of these podcasts where I'm looking on movies because of this album, and I couldn't even find this one though. But so, Ken, what do you what do you think of the song? And maybe you know more information about the movie than I could find. Yeah, the the movie's from a, a obscure, very very obscure foreign film, um, and I think uh, what Jim said is perfect. That George gets his brain messed up, and George goes on a killing spree, and he basically um, stalks everyone in his path. So yeah, that's basic. It's a basic song, but it it's it's the kind of movie that fits 1981. So when it came out at that time. But the song is good too. I, I I do like the song. There isn't really much to say in terms of the of a lot of the structures of the songs. They're they're, they're all short, fast rippers. Um, they they don't let up. Um, Larry is lethal. Larry is amazing as a vocalist. I love his vocals on this song especially. But um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a killer tune for like a few minutes, you know, two three minutes. Yeah, so this is a hard album to really talk about the music because it's just full speed all the yep. time. There's no ballads in here. Yeah. <laughs> I think it slows down for one song, one part of one song, which we'll get to later when we get to that. So then we go to Hell Night, which, of course, is a movie from 1981. Yep. And I know Linda Blair started into this one. And, of course, she's yep. from, uh, oh, my God, I forget the name, Omen, right? That movie, is that right? Do we have the right movie, Ken? Linda yeah. Blair was in Omen? Yes, okay. No, no, no. no. Exorcist, Blake. Exorcist, Exorcist yeah. sorry. She was the yeah. her claim to fame. Right. So, uh, Ken, you can start on Hell Night. Yeah, Hell Night I seen when it came out. I rented it. I mean, I was like 12 years old when this movie came out. But um, <laughs> I loved it. I, I loved it. And it's like basically four college pledge pledges who have to spend a night in a haunted mansion and they end up getting stalked by one of the one of the mansion's former residents, and it's just it's a standard kind of you know chase the girls around the dark, a lot, a lot <laughs> of jump scares, people getting killed and stalked. It, yeah, it's it's a great movie for the time. I love the title. When I first saw Hell Night, I was like, oh, so great. And that cover, that cover on that uh, for the movie is fantastic. I love the girls standing behind the um, gated or iron fence. So so great. Yeah. So great. great song. In the gym. Oh, yeah. I mean, it starts off. This is like right up my alley. I mean, here I was 11 or 12, like Ed, and this would have been the one that I picked based on the cover. But, you know, it starts off as a part of an old initiation rite. Four pledges must spend the night in a house with terrifying legacy. A father killed his whole family. And then, you know, it's it's the same sort of great, great uh, recipe of uh, splitting up and stuff in the house so of course you know <laughs> the outcome is uh is uh pretty bloody <laughs> absolutely but great but, song great song and again another fast one but no i think yeah. it's a great thrashy song and yeah this 
This movie, I, I think I've seen due, due to the, I saw the cover and I, I do think I've seen this, this uh, masterpiece. Yeah. I don't, well, we were talking before we started here. I'm not sure how many of these movies I've seen for sure. I don't think I've seen Hell Night, but I would probably have to go back and watch some of these to see if I actually have seen them before. I think you can watch it on YouTube, Blake. It's actually on YouTube. Yeah, they probably. I assume probably most of them are right. Probably, probably. Uh, they're not all, but there's Maybe a handful. Not. Yeah. Okay. Then we go to one of my favorite songs on the album. Even though we just, I just said that all the songs <laughs> sound pretty similar, but there's still a couple that stand out to me. Maybe from his vocals because he does say some great lines. That's the way he sings them, and so I love. Corpse Mania is like one of my favorite songs. And I let Jim, what do you think of fucking Corpse Mania? <laughs> oh, this one's fast and heavy. And, you know, it, it uh, talks about necrophilia. And I don't know, I couldn't find this movie or even the, I, I, I've never seen it or never even heard of it. But, you know, it's uh, kind of freaky because they have one of the, one of the lyrics in here is, stare into the dead eyes he feels paralyzed then he starts to undress so i was like okay where is this going so i mean i'm <laughs> definitely going to check this one out but yeah this one's probably in my top three uh along with like loves this one i it's in my top three for sure this is uh this is a ripper of a song yeah uh sorry yes go go ahead ken sorry yeah, so basically this is a Hong Kong film. That's probably one of the reasons why you haven't been able to find it. Um, uh, it's an obscure Hong Kong film. It is considered Hong Kong giallo. So if you know anything about Italian giallo films where it's a, a certain very formula and style and substance, this is like the Hong Kong version of it. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a very obscure film. It's pretty good. Basically, it's about uh, this, this necrophiliac killer who basically is uh, hunting hunting people down at, uh, at at a brothel and it's a madame lon's brothel so lots <laughs> of blood lots of gore i've seen this film before um it's a lot of fun uh, if you if you enjoy the italian versions of giallo films uh this is a film that you would probably enjoy i know i enjoyed it for what for what for the time it, when i saw it well, the tagline for the movie is when life ends the terror begins <laughs> <laughs> which they could probably all say that couldn't they every movie that's on this album <laughs> uh yes i did see i did find it on imdb but yes all the i didn't know what country i didn't research it enough but can fill this in so then we go to oh there's well now this movie everybody must have seen this movie oh, yeah. friday the 13th part two Absolutely. and we will start with ken yeah, this is a classic. What can I say? It's the uh, first introduction to Jason, although mind you, he doesn't have a hockey mask, but he's wearing the uh, the, the sack over his head uh, with that little, one little eye peeping out. But uh, yeah, this is a great <laughs> film. Great song. Um, I did. I, what I like about this song is I, I like Lethal Larry's. I love the lyrics and I just love how he just spits it out with that venom. Wow, it's so great. And, and it's um, for me, it's uh, yeah, this is a great movie. One of my favorites. And uh, yeah, this is this is a great song as well, Jim. Yeah, I love. I mean, I love Friday the Thirteenth. The whole, uh, you know, all the whole catalog of the movies. But I, I like them in the sackhead because you know the goalie mask is wicked. It's iconic. But you know, there's, there's something to say about having a 
a one-eyed sack on your on your head for sure. But I mean, <laughs> what I this is my favorite on the album. I mean, the mu- musically again very similar but awesome. But you can't beat these lyrics. I mean, he goes through these spit note not only like he's going through one all the way to I think like eight or nine or ten ten to past ten, and he's going through every vic how every victim in the movie was killed and i think that how can you beat that i mean that is it that is amazing and so this this is my favorite song i i love it i mean it's heavy but i mean i love the, the how it breaks down the lyrics and it's just so cool because i'm reading it and i'm thinking in my mind playing the movie and i'm like hey right oh yeah that did happen oh yeah <laughs> so it, it's pretty cool i think that's genius it's genius Every song, seen, except, of course, the first one, like we mentioned, sounds like a horror movie review, kind of, in the song lyrics, in a way. Except this one is giving everything away, telling, like you said, every how everybody gets killed. <laughs> but I didn't realize that till tonight, because I would listen to the album, I wouldn't really read the lyrics, but I would hear words. But I didn't. it didn't really clue into me till I was reading the lyrics tonight to see what I wanted to talk about. And I go, yeah, they're, he's telling everybody how each person is killed. And yeah. I love the way he sings the title of the song, Friday the 13th Part 2, just the way he does it. It's just, yeah. I love that. And this is another one of my favorites on the album. And then we go, now this movie, song, movie, The Burning, I might have seen this. It really sounds familiar, but I don't know if I just saw a documentary on it or what. But Jim, what do you think of The Burning yeah, oh, I mean, this is just cool. I'm not familiar with the movie, but again, like, musically, again, I'm going to say, like, pretty much every song on this album musically is super right up my alley with that thrash, hard, hard sound. But I mean, it's the lyrics that just are awesome. I mean, obviously, this is about camping, uh, you know, having a nice camp uh, uh, and then something going horribly wrong. But I love it. Happy young campers, soon to be dead. Right for the slaughter that lies ahead. I mean, this is awesome. And and again, with his voice singing this, this is great. And I mean, uh, you know, again, it's genius. You're taking, you know, you're taking the sort of taking the synopsis of the movie and you're putting it to music and putting it to lyrics. And these make an absolute killer song. I mean, the idea is already there. You just have to come up with, uh, you know, the, the lyrics for it. And it's just it's phenomenal. I think it's great. And this is another one. This is in my top half of the of the album as well. It's a great song. And I, I like camping. Always get scared when I'm camping because, of course, I've seen so many horror flicks about camping, you know, going wrong with a murderer running loose. I mean, you know, Friday, Friday the 13th. So, you know, it, it's just uh, it really plays on those fears for sure. And can. <laughs> yeah, this this movie is uh, The Burning is a great film. Only because of the fact that the killer, who is known as the Cropsey Maniac, um, his MO is that he holds on to a pair of shears. And so he's got them above his head and he's got them open up wide oh. and he just slams down his victims with it. Killer, killer stuff. So the, the concept of this film basically is that he was a caretaker at a, at a, at a camp. Um, this is going in the past. A bunch of kids pull the prank, and during the prank, he ends up getting a, his face gets all burnt up. So he's disfigured, and his goal is to basically, as a slasher killer, to come back to the camp. It's sort of like similar to Jason in some ways, and basically just uh, decimate anyone and anyone and everyone in, in his path. 
So it, it's a great film. The the makeup is great. The the this figurine is awesome. But there's a lot of um, if you Google it, there's a lot of iconic uh, scenes that you'll see him holding up the uh, the shears open in his hands above his head. Fantastic, fantastic. What a great killer. <laughs> when I first listened to this album or whatever, and he growls the burning, the vocalist yep. there, so I forget the name, Larry, right? You're saying? Larry, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'll be like, what's he saying there? And I'm thinking, he's not saying the burning, but then you listen to it, Mark, oh, he is saying the burning. He's just growling it so much. I thought he was saying Gorgoth or something like that. <laughs> the way he's saying it. I'm going, oh, wait, he is saying the burning. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, then we get to the Fun House. Now, this should be on an Annihilator album or something, I think. Or <laughs> there probably is a song called The Fun House on an Annihilator album. But we'll let uh well we'll let Jim talk first. Sorry, dang. Ken talk first on this one. All right, thanks. So yeah, this is a very famous movie. It's one of my favorite horror films of 81. Um, it is Tobe Hooper. Now Tobe Tobe Hooper is the director of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, this film, uh, it gets a lot, a lot of, um, there's a lot of chatter with the critics. Some people like it, some people don't. When it came out, there was, it, there were a lot of mixed reviews. And the other thing about this film that I love is that the, the makeup effects is by Rick Baker. Now, Rick did a really good job uh, creating this kind of split face creature, which is based on deformed, deformed babies. So it's, he did a lot of research and created this incredible creature in the movie. Now it's standard stock and sash. So basically you get these kids staying at a carnival overnight. And of course the, the killer is there along with his dad. And uh, he basically dispatches all four of them as the movie goes on. Really creepy movie. Some of the best makeup I've seen in a, in a film. For the song, they did a nice job with this song. I, the song I, I actually really, really like. Um, also because I like the movie. But the song, the song is great. It's short, it's fast, it rips, it doesn't stop, it doesn't let up, and Larry's vocals on this are fantastic. I love this song. And I was going to say, oh, this is the one I was going to say. It has a little slower intro to the song. Yeah. Then it does pick up later, and it's like two minutes long, so it's another really long one. <laughs> Jim, what do you think <laughs> of that one, this one? Uh, well, I looked it up, and I see that it's got multiple covers on the movie, and there's one of a clown and a jack-in-the-box. Ken, is that the one? Yeah, that's that's the more the more notable one. Because I'm scared to death of clowns, so <laughs> I, I don't know, even know if I would watch this. I hate clowns. I hate, I mean, I hate even scary clowns. I mean, I, all clowns are scary, but this, I think, judging by the, the cover of the movie, I don't know if I'd even watch it, but it's a great song, and uh, I saw some of the pictures, some of the clips of the movie, and yes, I saw that sort of deformed thing in there, and it was, uh, I can imagine it's pretty cre creepy, but the only clown movie I ever really, I mean, we're going, I'm going off on a movie here, but it would be Killer Clowns, because it was more yeah. of a parody, and I love that movie, I actually own it, yeah. but uh, yeah, clowns, no, especially serious, uh, aggressive clowns, I'm not into that at all, <laughs> but the song is great. <laughs> it's funny jim because i today i went to spirit halloween store today and i bought a door a doormat with killer clowns from outer space on it nice. <laughs> and a door cover thing which is also killer clowns from outer space and i also bought two glasses that were killer clowns from outer space so it's like are you stalking my house or what i don't know what you're doing but you got that and 
And yeah, I love that movie too. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's a great yeah. film. Somebody yeah. needs to make a song about the killer clowns from outer space. I like the line in the song where it says, you pay to get in and then you pray to get out. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Then we go to the house by the cemetery and Jim can start with this one. This one's a good one. I, I mean, it, uh, again, like I, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't think I've seen the movie, um, you know, but I'm kind of getting the feeling of like, a, and I didn't even actually, I, I didn't find this one when I was looking it up. So I'm getting the feeling it's kind of a bit of a, maybe a mad scientist type situation. Um, but I mean, the song is wicked and it's, uh, you know, because there's a lot of story, uh, there's, you know, Dr. Frudenstein's back for more sadistic experiments galore. So, you know, I'm going to hand this, I, I'm dying to find out what the movie's like there, Ken. Sure. All right. So <laughs> it, it's an Italian slasher film. Um, uh, it is by uh, Lucio Falsi. So this is one of his, uh, one of his uh, great films for the time. Now I'll, I'll I'll tell you what this, the film's about, Jim. So this woman goes to, inherits a mansion in Louisiana. She goes there with her family, and what happens is she finds out that basically the house is on top of the gate that opens to hell, or one of the portals that opens to hell. So the whole film is just nothing but degradation. It's like everyone spirals into madness. There's just a lot of a lot of crazy gore scenes. Um, yeah, so it's absolutely insane. Now you referenced the Dr. Frudstein. I believe, from my understanding, um, a lot of a lot of the like independent or foreign releases had different titles. So I think it might have been one of those titles on on one of the other prints. But this film has been oh. every time it gets kind of released, like it's cut in a different way, or they cut out scenes, and then it's retitled and. I believe that's what you might be referring to, but okay. um, this is a classic film. This is uh, if you're into Italian splatter films, this is the one to watch. I I just I looked up a quote from the movie. Now I haven't seen the movie, <laughs> but I just yeah. thought this was funny, so I made a note of it. And it mm -hmm. says Anne, who is the babysitter, is kneeling on the floor, mopping up a huge pool of blood, and Lucy Boyle, who maybe is the owner, is this right yeah. of the house? That's she right. asks her, what are you doing? And she says, I made coffee. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with, with cleaning up spilt blood, but I hope there's no spilt blood in with the coffee. I'm not really sure what that is, but I just thought that was funny. So I made a note of it. Okay. Then we go to, well, we just had a song about being right by a cemetery. Now we have burial ground and uh, Jim. I, yeah, I'll let Jim go first. Yeah, this one's pretty cool. I, I, I actually looked this one up and came across the movie poster that's got a, a huge skull on it. I would assume, judging by the little tagline on the movie and the lyrics, it's obviously about zombies, so uh, the zombie attack. So, it, no, I mean, this is this is probably my third. Like, I've gone, I've got three top songs on here. This would be my third one. This is a wicked song. And, uh, you know, and I think when it's got a, in the chorus there, when the moon turns red, the dead shall rise. I believe that's even the tagline on the movie poster. So I yeah. thought that was pretty cool when I saw that. The night of terror is upon us all at the burial ground. So, um, but, but yeah, this is a great, I mean, zombies are awesome. This is a great, great uh, song. And one of my, one of my top ones on the album. 
and can. Yeah, this is definitely another classic Italian splatter film, a burial ground, uh, filled with lots of zombies, lots of gore, lots of ooze. Um, if you if you don't have a strong stomach, I wouldn't suggest watching <laughs> it. Um, it it's probably equally as powerful as um, you for as like house like you know house on the left. Uh, Lucy, yeah, falsey. Similar to it, it's not directed by Falsey, but um, it's very much in the same kind of style and vein. So the song itself for this is great. I do love the fact that it's, you know, another song about an Italian splatter flick, which is great because you don't really get that much in metal these days. Like you'll not to this kind of degree. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great song as well. This song does slow down kind of in the middle and gets a little doomy for a short period of time. But when the songs oh. are under three minutes you don't really have much yeah. time to dwell <laughs> and i did i wrote i wrote a quote from this movie down too where the character says mother this cloth smells of death <laughs> great it's a great that's a great line <laughs> now i'm not sure what she, maybe she was cleaning up some blood too i'm not sure with that cloth. <laughs> then we go to the song called the prowler and i'll let ken go first all right this is this is a great film I love this film. I have uh, I have a copy of it. I watch it every year. Um, it's noted for a couple things. It's noted for Tom Savini uh, visual effects. There is one one scene where a knife is is thrust into the head of a, a victim. Um, it's fantastic. Savini's talked about this scene forever, and um, it's it's just it's great. Um, the film itself, though, it's basically about a war. It's about a World War Two slasher of or he's dressed up in a world war ii out, uh, outfit and basically he comes back to stock this um graduation party um great film very atmospheric lots of gore lots of guts and if you and if you're into tom savini this is the film that sort of kind of launched his career which which is what i like and the song i i think they did a really nice job here with the song as well again short sharp bursts you, you know it's all talking about the prowling about world war ii they get all that in there. So yeah, it, it's a, it's another great song. And Jim? Yeah, this is a this is a cool one. And I remember, I think I've seen actually seen this one. I think on the cover it had like a, a guy dressed as obviously an army personnel with carrying off a girl. And yeah, yeah okay. And I think yeah, I remember seeing it. this one. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, this one was really good. I mean, uh, you know, this 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 was a great movie. The song's awesome. I mean, yeah, again, very bursty, like Ken says. But I mean, you know, I love the 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 lyric: "Among the living, they shall come, messengers of death, worm, worms and scum." And I believe, like, he's gone to terrorize this party. I think he's avenging something. I, I can't totally remember, but it's a great it's a great movie and a great song too, for sure. And <clears throat> I just have a, a note about them. I'm, we're not supposed to be talking about movies, but we ended up, we are talking about the movies. <laughs> but uh, I read that the, the cemetery scenes were, now I haven't seen the movie, but Ken has, so, and Jim might have. So <laughs> the cemetery <laughs> scenes were shot at an actual cemetery on Halloween night in 1980. Yeah. And the open grave used in the film was an actual open grave awaiting a funeral. I don't know if they got permission to do that or not. No, they they, they did not. But they got black for that. But, you know, a lot of these films, they you're doing it at night. Nobody's around. Who's going to know? 
you know, so yeah. Yeah, there was no cameras everywhere like there is now. <laughs> then we go to the beyond, and I will let I'm gonna let Ken. I should have let Ken go first on every one so he could tell us about the movie <laughs> first. So I'll let Ken go first. All right. This. So this this is pretty much the I guess this is the quintessential Italian splatter film by uh, Lucio Falsi. Um, now, the Beyond, it's a lot similar to House by the Cemetery. But what I like about this film is that it's, an, again, a woman. She inherited a mansion. Uh, this is also in Louisiana. And what happens is she finds out here as well that the, the house is basically, I, I think this is part of a trilogy of films with the similar concept that again, she's on top of the gates of hell. Um, a lot of Falsi's films are very similar in style and tone. So it, it's a lot of gore, it's a lot of excessive violence. Um, I like this film as well. It's, it's a pretty strong film for me, um, but when it comes to Falsi, if, if you know anything about his work, a lot of his films are very much in the same stone and, tone and style. Um, the song is great. I thought they did a really nice job with this song as well. I love Lethal Larry. He's he's like he's the best. He's just spitting out these lyrics, and it's just insane for a couple of minutes. And Jim, <clears throat> yeah, this is cool. And you're right, Larry. Just I mean, he just goes for it on this. I no idea about the movie. Um, you know, couldn't I? I think there was a trailer I watched, but I just couldn't really make heads or tails of what really was going on. But I mean, obviously, I got from the lyrics and that that you know there's a gateway to hell. But I mean, I love like the lyric, a hotel that's built on a gateway to hell to a world of fury. She doesn't know about the secrets below. That's wicked. I mean, obviously, you know, I think there's a, a theme here that don't inherit a house, a hotel in Louisiana. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, if I have a relative who says, hey, Jimmy, you know, you've just <laughs> inherited a place in, in Louisiana, I'm just putting it up for sale. I'm calling Century yeah. 21. That's going up for sale. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just pass, Jim, and move on. <laughs> I was just going to say the exact same thing. I was just going to say we've learned on this episode to not accept a house or a hotel in an inheritance. Yes, we should just pass it on. And we should also not have graduation parties or, well, whatever. <laughs> or, or sex or anything related to fun. <laughs> but I guess we already knew that probably from watching any horror movie. Okay. Then we go to Halloween 2. I can, I guess I can let Jim start with this one because I think everybody knows Halloween 2 just like everybody knows Friday the 13th Part 2. Yeah, I mean, this probably is one of my favorites on the album too because probably because I know the, the movie so well. So it, obviously there's that that attachment there. But, you know, I, I love he tells the story of the movie and the song and, yeah. and just rims, rips it up. I mean, uh, you know, Dr. Loomis, two steps behind with Michael Myers always in his mind. I mean, it's wicked. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I, it's a great, great, I, I love it how he's got, you know, the band has got these more obscure films. I mean, yes, I know in 1981, there was a lot of slasher obscure films, but also gives homage to a lot of the uh, sort of the bigger budget, more known films as well. And, uh, you know, they tell the story really, really great. So that's awesome. Yeah, I love it. And Ken? <clears throat> Yeah, Jim pretty much said it all with this one. I mean, it's Halloween 2. Who hasn't seen Halloween yeah. 2? You know, the night he came back. Great. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's a great film. Um, Yeah, and again, the song, the song is perfect. I love the lyrics. I love the fact that they grab all the kills and throw it into the lyrics. It's fantastic. It's a great song overall. 
and they also meant in the lyrics they say it's the best sequel the world's ever seen <laughs> now, i don't know if that's true or not or if you agree that's but, uh... debatable i wouldn't say it's the best sequel <laughs> i think i was gonna add this question just popped into my head i'm gonna ask it right now who do you like better freddie jason or michael myers who's your favorite oh freddie for me jim I got to go with, uh, I'm going with Jason. I mean, I like nice. original sack Jason to goalie Jason. <laughs> I love every incarnation. I love Jason when he was in Manhattan. I love Jason when he was in space. He's been everywhere. And he teamed up with, yeah. you know, Freddie. So yeah, yeah, awesome. that's a great movie. what about you? Yeah. What about you, yeah. Blake? Yeah, Jason is also my favorite. Because I was just going to say, I, I even though I've probably seen the Halloween movies, I like it was like I felt like I had to pick my favorite, and Jason's my favorite, so I like those movies better than the Halloween movies for some mm -hmm. reason. And so that's why the question just popped into my head that I'll just throw that out at you. <laughs> and that song is only a minute and 42 seconds long. You think they could have dealt more time for a classic since they really love the movie, it seems. But anyway, then we go to the song Night School, and we're going to let Ken go again on this one. Yeah, Night School is from a very obscure horror, a horror movie about a killer who decides to uh, decapitate his victims. So he picks a he picks a very popular um, kind of uh, boarding school for girls and just uh, basically dispatches each one by just chopping off their heads. Um, it's not a very well known film. Not I don't believe there's anyone famous in it, from my understanding. Um, I've seen it a couple times. It's okay. Um, I thought the song was okay, though. I thought they did a, a fair representation of the song or the movie and the song itself. So, yeah, this is okay for me anyways. It was simple, basic, you know, stock and slash. <laughs> Jim. Oh, I love the chorus. I mean, A is for apple, B is for bed, C is for co-ed, D is for dead, and F is for failing to keep your head. And then there's another lyric in here, and I maybe Ken can tell us about it, but, or a turtle being fed your disembodied head ends up in a fish tank. Now that's no fun. I mean, this is gold. I mean, <laughs> I, obviously there's a head, a fish tank, and a turtle, you know, that's, that's, how can you beat that? There, there are a couple of scenes in the movie that refer to that. I think that's, so they basically took it right from scenes from the movie. Right, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see this. I want to see this now. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's okay. It's very, um, it's kind of low grade. Um, it's, it's not, it's very, it's not very well known. So I think that's one of the reasons why we're like, what? Nice school. What <laughs> yeah. is this? You know, but, it sounds yeah. like it should be more well known. This, the name sounds like a movie that would be that somebody else would have made in like night school. I don't know why, but maybe I'm thinking of summer school. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah, summer school. <laughs> anyway, uh, and they're the part that I, I like in the middle with the drums. It, they don't really stand mm -hmm. out that much. I mean, even though the drums are great in the whole album, but it's just that they kind of get their own little part to go there in the middle. So I finally have something about music to mention. But it's just more moshing madness. Every song is like pretty much, yeah. Still waiting for a ballad to come. But anyway, now we go on to MS. MS 45, I think I'm doing uh, that right. It's uh, Miss 45. This is a oh, Miss fantastic. 45? Yeah, Miss okay, 45. Fine. Yeah, uh, yeah this is uh, Abel Ferreira's Miss 45. Now, he is um, he's an exploitation filmmaker, so he filmed a lot of his movies in New York. So they're very gritty. They're very grimy. They're kind of in the style of films like Taxi Driver, um, uh, stuff of that nature. Um, so basically the premise, I'll just give you the premise since um, I'm familiar with the movie. Um, it's about this mute girl 
she gets raped by or gang raped by these by these dudes in New York, and she decides to go on a killing spree. So she becomes, or she in, in essence takes up the the essence of the angel of death, and she just basically dispatches all these dudes in New York City at night. It's grimy. There's a lot of a lot of dirty. I mean, this is shot in '81, so you can imagine what New York was like back in 1981, where there's a lot of grime. The, the streets were, were filled with trash. Um, so it's a great film. Um, the song is great. I like the song as well. Um, it's again, you know, they they just continue along with 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 a, a, a nasty kind of a rhythm to it, and it just goes for a couple of minutes. Yeah, and it's it's fantastic. I think it's a great way to close the album out. And Jim. Yeah, I know. This is a great song. Musically, I like it. Again, very similar to the rest of the album. But I know I reading it, I, I didn't even know about this movie. But I kind of got the feeling, judging by the lyrics, that, you know, I, I like the lyric, hear them beg and cry, no man will survive. A revenge in overdrive, Miss 45. So I was getting kind of the visual that obviously... You know, because in the first part, it talks about that she was violated and abused, all men accused. So, you know, it's probably uh, I, I, I kind of got the gist of the whole thing, but it, it's cool. I mean, it is a great way to end off the album and, uh, you know, a great, great song. I, I like it. And I, I, I the movie, I, I think it was, I love Taxi Driver and the grimy, dirty New York kind of kind you of scene watch. in that so this yeah. would be probably pretty cool to you see. should watch it jim you i think you'll like yeah. this movie abel yeah. ferrer is a very uh interesting filmmaker for his time like he, when he was making movies you should check it out cool and so that would be the album but we're not going to stop there because there was a bonus track now i only listened to it on spotify so i'm assuming the bonus track like i don't know if you order the album if you get the bonus track too so i don't really I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, the bonus track is called Evil Dead, which, of course, is one of the greatest horror movies ever made, at least in my eyes. So, Ken, what do you want to say about Evil Dead, the song um, or movie? <laughs> I, I, well, everyone knows Evil Dead, Sam Raimi. It's 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 a gore. It's a classic. It may, may, may be the best film of 1981 when it came out. At least I saw it on video. I, I saw it on VHS when it came out. And at 12 years old, it blew my mind. I was like, wow, just it's just it's an experience. That's all I'll say about it. The song though is really good. It may be the best. I think this might be the best song on the album for me. I like the I like the the gang chorus. I like uh, the, the chorus. The gang shouts. Um, they did a really nice job with the Evil Dead and just getting just hitting that home. It's a really really good song. Kind of short, but you know it gets to the point pretty quickly. And Jim, and wasn't this from what I saw? It was written by Chuck from Death. Correct. That's correct, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's pretty cool that there is a collaboration there for sure. But, yeah, this is, I mean, what a, a great bonus. You're going to save, like like Ken said, probably one of the, the, the best horror film of 1981 and probably in the top 10 or top 5 of all the 1980s. I mean, this is a wicked, wicked movie. And I love the song. I think the song's great. And, uh you know, and it, it's just an awesome way to uh, throw a bonus on there. I love bonus tracks, and I believe it is on the CD because I'm I'm going to probably order it. And uh, but no, I listen. It, it's awesome. I love it. Cool. And yeah, then I love the movie Evil Dead. And yes, it's one of my favorite songs on the album too. I'm calling it on the album because you know, since <laughs> it was there, I didn't even probably even notice that it said bonus track. 
<laughs> until this week when we we're getting ready for the podcast. <laughs> so let's rate the album. Uh, Jim, what are you giving this out of 10? Okay, so two things. I Now I'm going to probably, I have two ratings. Number one, musically, lyrically, this album is a 9.8 out of 10 for me. Um, just that I only started listening to it and I don't know any, like I'm, I'm just this, this album off. As I go through all my ratings, I'm giving it a 9.5, 9.5. Okay. Ken. Oh, that's 10 for me. 10 all the way. Cause I know the, I know the movies. I, I like, yeah. I like how they homaged and referenced the movies and I like how they did a really nice job of, you know, uh, you know, cherry picking, lyrics from or scenes from the movies and, and just putting in the lyrics so it's a 10 for me actually studying the lyrics more to prepare for this podcast maybe made me appreciate the album even more because before yeah. i would just listen to it and you know i'm not it's not like the 80s when you'd buy a vinyl album and sit down read the lyrics you're listening to this stuff on your phone maybe or in your car or whatever yeah. so but yeah i appreciate it more and i'm giving it a 10 too because i love every song like there isn't one song where i would like skip it when i'm listening to it because it's awesome and and again in general it's hard to like every song is just moshing madness thrash yeah. fast like there's a couple slowdowns but barely anything and you probably don't want them to date your teenage daughters <laughs> <laughs> you know what blake you know what? I mean, I always talk about bloat on album. This has 14 tracks, nice and fast, uh, and the 15th track is a bonus. I mean, it you know, it doesn't even feel like there's 15 tracks on this. It's just it's so quick and and grabs you by the throat. I mean, it, it's awesome. So, I love the fact they 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 went this long like had this many different tracks on it. It really creates kind of a treat for the listener because you can go through so many different types of movies. It's cool. And I think that's why the I like every song is they all stay the same, but it's so maybe they're not too original. They're not changing it up. This isn't no dream theater where every song's different, <laughs> but so you can have 15 songs. And as long as you don't get bored of hearing just riffing, 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 <laughs> it's still good. Yeah. This is now, their best album. It's their best album. That's what I, I did check out some other sites and how they rated them. And some of them were rate They rated this one lower than the other ones. But, mm -hmm. you know, just from what I said earlier, this is the one that really got me. And I never really got into the other ones I listened to, but I should probably give them more of a chance. Now, usually I will ask everybody about seeing them live, but none of us have seen them live. So <laughs> we can skip that part. <laughs> yeah. I even, oh, by the way, I looked at that set list FM website. But the most songs it said they played live was 15. So I'm pretty sure that's wrong. So I thought I'm not even going to bother with that information. Because <laughs> oh, yeah, obviously, weird. unless they okay. never tour or something, but I'm sure well, they, they, they are touring now. They're actually on tour in Europe. So yeah, they've obviously played more than 15 songs live, sure. I would imagine. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So now for our top 10 us list of this episode i decided that we should go since we're in hello or we're in the halloween month here so i thought let's do something kind of halloweenish so we're going to do our top 10 songs with the word hell in the title and i am going to let jim go first awesome well you know I think mine's, I'm, I'm disappointed with my list, but I'm going to go for it anyway. So I start off on number 10. This is my, uh, my Blake pick. 
I'm going with uh, Highway to Hell, ACDC. I know this is, I think it's his favorite ACDC album from us talking. I think so. Is it Blake? Uh, let me think here. I like Highway to Hell a lot. I, You know, I like everyone with Bon Scott. I don't know yeah. if I could really say that which one yeah. is my favorite. Actually, Let There Be Rock might be my favorite if I had to pick one. But yes, I love Highway to my Hell. My homage to, this is my homage to Blake. So I threw <laughs> that on there. And it's a wicked song. And it is my favorite ACDC song, uh, album. So number nine, I went with Accept Heaven is Hell from Russian Roulette. That's one of my favorite Accept albums, probably my second favorite, and I love it. Um, number eight, you know, from Killing Machine, Judas Priest, Hellbent for Leather. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Born to Raise Hell, Motorhead from Bastards. I mean, I love that song. That's a wicked song. Number six, Megadeth, Go to Hell. Song, wicked song. Number five, huge Pantera fan. So I went with Cowboys from Hell. I love that song. Love that album. Love Pantera. Uh, number four, Slayer, Hell Awaits. You know, Slayer, can you say it's Slayer? Uh, number three, you know, Heaven and Hell from Sabbath. Uh, hey, that, why not? There's Hell in there. So that's, that's uh, wicked. Uh, number two is Welcome to Hell from Venom, from the album Welcome to Hell. But I mean, I could have easily put two or three in there, the Venom. But uh, that would be my 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 Stacia pick because you know she's <laughs> such a huge such a huge Venom fan. Yes. And then my first first one, which I love this song, is "Welcome Princess of Hell," "Merciful Fate" from "Don't Break Ooh. the Oath." Love that. Good album. choice. Good choice. Well, we matched a bunch, so I'm going to go next. I'm going to let Ken since Ken did the bio, I'll let him go last. So sure. I'm um, first. I'm going to mention three honorable mentions that aren't really heavy metal, I guess, even though I did say to these guys that that doesn't have to be heavy metal, which is what, I mean, you know, I'll still call ACDC heavy metal. They're in the roots of heavy metal. I know nowadays people would say no way, but you know, I'm older, so I'm saying it. So anyway, I do have hell ain't a bad place to be is my ACDC hell song (laughs) for an honorable mention. And then of course I have meatloaf with bad out of hell. Because that's what I listened to before I got in the metal with stuff like that. And then the group Pretty Reckless. I love the Pretty Reckless. I know they're not metal, but they're close to it. And their song Going to Hell. And since she was Cindy Lou from uh, the movie The Grinch Stole Christmas. And I love that she's a singer and has that. She has great vocals, I think. So I love that song Going to Hell. Now, my top 10 list. Number 10, I got Accept Heaven is Hell. Nice. Is that is that Udo's last album with Accept? Do you remember? He, he, his last one. Then he, came, I, I believe, he came back after the the one there, the, the one right after it. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I love that song too. The and it's mostly his voice there and talking yeah. at the end of that one. Number nine, I got Exodus with Cajun Hell. Oh, um, good. Fabulous good disaster album. And. And number eight, I got Annihilator with Alice in Hell from their album ah, Alice in choice. Hell, also in 1989. Yep, good choice. Number seven, I got Lamb of God with Walk Me, Walk With Me in Hell from their 2006 album Sacrament. Number six, I have Merciful Fate, Welcome Princess of Hell. Number five, I have Venom, Welcome to Hell. <laughs> Number four, now this is probably the only group on my list that people will be like, 
what the hell? They have a song with the word hell in it, but I got Twisted Sister with Burning Hell. Yeah, I love that song. song. Good song. Wicked good, good song. Yeah. And the black good metal good. band Demu Borger did a cover of it, and it's awesome also. Yeah. Yeah. That's from their 84 Stay Hungry album. Everybody knows we're not going to take it, and I want to rock, but Burning Hell featured uh, so the guy, Pee Wee Herm- Herman was in the video, so that helps too, and he passed away recently. <laughs> Number three, I got Arch Enemy with First Day in Hell from their 2017 album, Will to Power. I love cool. that song. And number two, I got Pantera with Cowboys from Hell. And my number one is Black Sabbath, Heaven and Hell. Nice. nice. So, Ken, let's hear your list. All right. So, number 10, Megadeth, Go to Hell from Hidden Treasures. That's a really, really good song. Um, I put DC in Hell, in Hell I Burn from Legion, which I, which I, which is a great album. I love that song. At uh, number nine, uh, number eight is Entombed, so it's Full of Hell from Wolverine Blues. I, I love that song. One of my favorite uh, Entombed albums. Uh, then I have Anthrax, Earth on Hell from Worship Music, which I love that song too. I love the play of words. Great album. Pretty, yeah, that's a great <clears throat> album. Return to form album for them. Um, Flare, Hell Awaits. You, you can't get any better than that. Uh, Destruction, I have Bullets from Hell from the Antichrist. Uh. That's a great album. It's a return to form album for them, and that's a lo- that's a fantastic ripper ripper of a song. And I also went with Sodom next with "What Hell Can Create" from Code Red, which is another uh, Sodom album, a later album that I like from the from them. Um, then we have Mystic Prophecy in he- in Hell, the song from Neverending, great power metal. Love that band. Uh, then we're going to number two, which is Morbid Angels, "Welcome to Hell" from abominations of desolation and i'm gonna go with fku uh motel hell from sometimes they come back to to mosh Hmm. your list is a lot different than our list so that's cool (laughs) yeah yeah and so oh hell we're done okay sorry (laughs) (laughs) so that was good i'm gonna say one thing they're so for people that have never heard this group, Freddy Krueger's Underwear, <laughs> or FKU would probably be the better way to look them up. Yeah. But if you like thrash, you like speed metal, you and you like it fast, make sure you go check this album out and probably check out the other albums too. But I just think it's a great album. And it's when I discovered it, I just loved it. Anybody have any final thoughts for me? No, this is a great album. I'm glad we had to talk about it. I mean, I love thrash in general, but this this um, this is right up my alley because it's you know two subbing matters. I love most uh, horror and, me- and metal, so uh, thanks for for doing it. I know we originally when we talked about doing uh, being on the podcast, we did bring this album up, and then of course you thought, well, we'll change it because no one may know about this band. So we ended up doing you know Anthrax Among the Living, but I but I think I think you know by doing this podcast. People can go look them up now. They can go check out this band because they're they're worth it. And if Jim Jim loves it, and if Jim's uh, really digging it, then I'm sure more a lot of people are going to really dig it. They yeah, should. A lot did, of people should dig it. Yeah, good point. Like I remember, I only started listening to this three days ago, and now I'm ordering it. So <laughs> this is, and I'm going to be checking out the back catalog. So I mean, it's cool. a wicked, and it's a like a diamond in the rough that you probably wouldn't normally come across, but wicked wicked thrash album love it and you gave it a 9.8 or 9.5 or something like that 
Yeah, I know. Just because I probably don't know it. I haven't listened to it enough or I haven't really delved into it. Sometimes and I also, some, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I'll ask people, so what would you rate it now? And then what would you rate it the first time you heard it? But since it was three days ago, I won't bother asking you that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's the end of our podcast. Thanks, guys, for joining me. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Make sure you check out our next week's episode which will be on a deicide album i just don't know which one since i'm not going to be on that episode but make sure you check it out thanks for listening goodbye